Digital Marketing Radio, episode 96. Is social media a must for great SEO? DigitalMarketingRadio.com I'm David Bain and this is Digital Marketing Radio, weekly interviews with digital marketing experts. Find out about everything we do at DigitalMarketingRadio.com The Big Interview with David Bain So today I'm joined by Lucas Zelezny. Lucas. Hello, nice to see you, nice to see you. Thank you very much for invitation. It's a big thing for me to be with you and, you know, I'm a fan of your podcast, so thank you very much. Well, thank you very much for joining me. You know, um, uh, Lucas is a a big um, event speaker. He's head of organic at um, Switch UK. And he's also a self-confessed SEO, PPC and social media geek. (laughs) So you can can find him on LinkedIn uh, with the ID... SEO Manager London, but I'll, I'll link to that from the show notes on digitalmarketingradio.com. Um, so, um, Lucas, you're an SEO, but you're also really prominent on social media. So do you think it's necessary to be prominent on social media nowadays to have great SEO? Um, if you would ask me this question a couple of years ago, that would be probably difficult to answer. Maybe I would try to make this up, but right now I have enough proof uh, that it really works and this is not just empty words that oh you should be visible there and there and i have a presentation about how you can generate synergy between social media from one side and seo from the other side so you know like every time you're writing engaging post or something really interesting you can see correlation that if you have lots of shares on Twitter, lots of shares on LinkedIn, lots of shares on Facebook, some on some point, people will start creating content around your content, linking to this content and so on and so on. So everybody who is asking me, should I be visible on, on social media these days or does social media help me with my SEO? I'm absolutely like, yes, thousand person. If you can create something which is very engaging on social media, your SEO factors and all the ingredients that need to be in the place, like backlinks and so on and so on, will start growing as well. Okay, so, so this so is like in a nutshell. In a nutshell, in a nutshell, it's it's part of the algorithm somewhere. Um, you actually mentioned Facebook, Twitter, no, and LinkedIn. I, I think I'm trying to avoid saying people, <laughs> if you do number of shares, then you will get that much benefit. Right. Because I feel like it doesn't work like that, and probably it will never be working like that, thanks God. Because otherwise, there is a huge risk that you would see this massive scale of let's buy shares, let's buy um, retweets, and so on. It still exists, I'm fully aware, but it is not because of a SEO. If there will be fully transparent uh, tactic that, oh, number of shares is bringing you up, then it would be disaster and probably the, the, the social media platforms would be in troubles. So because it's not like that, it's more about this kind of semantic human way of interaction. You need to engage real people, bloggers, people who would own website, and then the, the next step is this kind of what I call synergy. They will start writing about you because they saw so many posts and so on and so on on social media. And what about brand citations on social media? So mentions of brands without actually linking to that. Do you think that that may by itself have a small impact on authority of a site? Again, um, you know, 
how I treat this, it is like I'm using my name, name and surname as my brand, okay? And I am lucky to be able to use Brand24, the tool which is one of the greatest tools uh, in terms of tracking brand visibility. And I'm scanning Twitter, Facebook, blogs, and so on and so on and so on. So sometimes I can see that on Twitter, someone mentioned me, but not even doing a proper mention, just my name and surname as a plain text. When I see this, I can speak to that person. I can say, hey, thank you very much for mentioning me. Maybe we can do something together. Maybe, you know, we can write something together. Maybe, um, you know, you can uh, appear on some event in London when I am as well. Maybe we can talk and so on and so on. And that is what generating this interaction. Maybe you're right that, you know, the fact that a brand is mentioned a number of times on social media platform, uh, maybe there is a boost. Scientifically, I didn't didn't found this, and I'm quite um, quite com comfortable with the fact that the numbers doesn't work the same way. Like for example, with backlinks, mm. yes, more backlinks, more more visibility in SERPs. So once again, like as a conclusion, I would be more happy to you know to if I would see that you mentioned me, and we never had a chance to speak before. I would rather like to have kind of a contact with you first and then talk what we can do together rather instead of oh more people will mention me i will go up in the serps okay and i think you've just mentioned facebook twitter and linkedin so far um what about google plus what's your opinion about that um i'm quite skeptic i saw um previous uh previous um part um of of, of your podcast yeah. last week and I, I would say I'm a little on the other side of, of this um, of this game. I never found Google Plus that interesting. Maybe because I'm thinking this way. Twitter, 140 characters, something new, like sending messages that are visible publicly. Great for uh, Asians, like Chinese people, maybe Chinese is not, but like in Hong Kong. <laughs> Um, in, uh, because in China it's banned, but in Hong Kong, in Japan, it's very popular because 140 characters, you can write like literally like an essay, yeah? So that's a new way of communication. Facebook just took a niche after my MySpace, which really failed. Then you have Pinterest, something new. Um, and, and, and Google Plus somehow was trying too much to copy Facebook, in my opinion, and all the friends, because, you know, it's not about, oh, new platform is there, I will be there. It's more about, I'm going on new platform because there are people who I want to contact. There are my friends, there are my potential customers, there is some interesting conversation. And I think with Google Plus, it was more like, oh, there is new platform, so we need to create accounts. So everybody created accounts and then everybody was waiting for something that will happen. There was, there was no spark, you mm -hmm. know, there was no boom. There was nothing like this moment of coolness, you know? Yeah, it reminds me of um, blogging about five years ago. There were so many additional new platforms and then everyone's sidebar got completely full of about 80 different buttons um, and um, everyone thought it was absolutely necessary to syndicate all your content everywhere. Um, but of course, people are realizing now that it's more appropriate probably to focus on quality original content in just a few networks. Exactly. I totally agree with you. And if you take on my activity in social media, I am using mainly Twitter and mainly LinkedIn. Facebook, more or less, is this more for my private stuff, sometimes my travels and so on. 
of LinkedIn because I, I just love LinkedIn. It's, it makes so much sense, you know, done in a strict purpose to contact professional people. Twitter, it's this kind of, I think there is lots of cool way of this coolness, they call this coolness element, um, which allowed me to contact everybody very quick way. And that's it because, you know, I'm not very much on Pinterest. I'm not very much on Instagram. I feel like Instagram is maybe more for celebrities, for models, you know, for 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 um, for people who are like looking for photo sessions and so on and so on. They are very popular on Instagram, and I think like that's the proper way for them to to communicate much better than having a LinkedIn profile. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's it's also the way what you want to achieve. I think for me and for many of my friends, LinkedIn and Twitter, um, that, that's a must. Lots of my friends is using still Google+. Plus. I didn't find, and also because, you know, I'm using lots of this kind of automated stuff as well, yeah. which is like, if this, then that, which is Twitter feed, which is, you know, um, aggregating content between platforms. And Google+, Plus never been that advanced and i understand the point because they wanted for real people not just to, to to post feeds so maybe that's why i didn't found this that much useful okay um so linkedin you're really prominent on um you've got you know loads of people that have um recommended you for for, for different things on there and you also blog on a regular basis there um so is that original blog posts that you're publishing on linkedin that haven't been published anywhere else that's correct. So I choose uh, LinkedIn pools as my main blogging platform. And once again, like I had this problem, like I always wanted to have a website, but I had no time, no, not enough time to open my own website. So I don't want to make this look not perfect. And now I was like, okay, let's try with LinkedIn. Let's see how it will go. And you see, LinkedIn is fantastic because you already got initial audience which may uh, read your articles i'm writing about seo i you know my seo is like my lifestyle and most of my friends or connection i have on me are related to seo so when i write about seo it's very relevant yeah then you know this kind of um shares around linkedin as a platform and then twitter are happening yeah so my audience is um growing okay mm. and you see Mm, uh, on LinkedIn Pools as a platform, there is lots of fantastic um, writers, uh, HR, head of HR from Google, um, Jack Welsh, and so on and so on. You know, I, I don't remember from top of my head, but they're doing the same. They're writing lots of content and they got like hundreds of thousands um, views. And now the best part is, I done this kind of a test and I had a presentation about how post posted on LinkedIn and done a little of advert, like a little of shares on Twitter and Facebook can finally not only receive lots of views, but you could, I could see something that really hits me. I saw that my post being translated to Russian right. and posted somewhere on, on another website and uh, being translated to, to some other languages. And I just found this because of the Brand24 tracker. So it's like, oh my gosh, someone found this useful enough to translate and post this somewhere else. And moreover, they linked back to my profile. Never, um, never answered question is, would I have the same outreach if I would do this on my own blog? Because 
it's like we're using a part of the authority of LinkedIn. People are thinking, wow, it's on LinkedIn, it's visible on LinkedIn, people are sharing this on LinkedIn. So they may consider this kind of content as a little more valuable than when I would open my own blog and start to post this version of my blog. Yeah, um, that's that's really intriguing. Um, I guess the challenge is, is that um, you're building your content and your authority on someone else's land and um, you don't completely control everything. And um, even although you will feature quite prominently in search results on LinkedIn, um, you never know what might happen to LinkedIn in the future. D does that maybe concern you a little bit? Um, I was thinking about this and you know what? If something bad would happen to LinkedIn, then it's more likely that something bad may happen to your blog, to be honest, you know? <laughs> um, it's a, like um, the same way like creating massive fan page, okay? And of course, you're not fully controlling these fans and so on, massive profile on Twitter. That's a little of risk. Moreover, for me as an SEO, all the backlinks which are going out from my blog post on LinkedIn, they are no follow, but I don't care that much about this because that makes me like this is like this another thing like you're doing this purely because you want to inform people rather than you know just write a blog post to cover some keywords rank and link out and so on and so on so you know like the number of followers uh, in a couple of months went up by 130 person that that's this kind of thing that make you one happy and then um, it's very inspirational to continue this activity. I had the question why I choose LinkedIn tools, not other platforms. And like, I was thinking that this is the most relevant in terms of like building audience because the purpose I'm doing this is also because I want to meet more and more and more people. Okay, um, so you also um, said that you've focused on followers. Does that mean that you don't accept just anyone to be a contact on LinkedIn? I do. You do? Okay. I do accept, actually, I do accept everybody. I do accept everybody. Whoever is sending uh, me a request, I'm accepting. And I never found this kind of like, um, you know, risky because the stuff you're sharing on LinkedIn is quite related to your professional activity. The amount of spam you're receiving on LinkedIn is very low. And finally, my page is open. So whatever you see unlocked and whatever you see locked in is very similar. So there is not much difference between um, to have me as a, as a contact or not to have me as a contact in your network. Why I'm doing this it is because sometimes people want to contact me and uh, want to have a chat with me and so on. So it's easier for me to add me and then we have contact instead of they sending me email and so on and so on and they're losing this email credits. So, but obviously the number of followers is a little higher I think there is like a way that they, they just want to follow me. Um, I'm not as prominent to 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 visit to be visible as uh, as LinkedIn influencer. This is also another goal I would like to achieve. Like you know, LinkedIn influencer. This kind of like a sign that um, that you are kind of like a much more promoted and much more prominent than other LinkedIn users. This is something to achieve. So we will see. I think this is just the beginning. And so far, I'm very surprised how is it how it is going, and I'm very excited about this. Okay, and you've also chosen SEO Manager London as your URL. Yes. Um, are are you are you happy that you did that, or do you maybe regret doing that now and thinking that you're kind of locked into that? Um, 
I'm okay. I just wanted to see how if I can rank somehow, <laughs> and you know, and I could, so it was okay. It was a nice test, <laughs> but maybe I will change this. I don't see this as a problem, you know. Um, obviously, like you know, this is the purpose of of URLs. I wanted to rank somewhere, so I don't this. Maybe I will change this one day, but. For now, I don't feel like this is much problem because people rather are reading what is inside. So it just helps to rank a little higher on some keywords. Okay, and just in relation to SEO, um, I'd just like to find a little bit more about how you first got into SEO and um, how you think um, SEO is now in 2015. What are the most important things to be looking out for? So first of all, how did you actually get into SEO? There is a story. Um, Back in the day, uh, when I was um, really much into music, um, I was a DJ and I was playing in the clubs and I was composing my own music and I was like trying to release this. And obviously I wanted to have more gigs and I wanted clubs to be able to find me. So then I discovered, that was beginning of like 2000, 2001, um, I discovered that there is a way to make your website be above other websites. And when people will type drum and bass or drum and bass DJ or something like that, and I started to optimize my website, then I figure out that backlinks, that's all what yeah. really matter. It was pretty easy those days to, to run. Then I started to receive emails, I started to travel around, um, around the country, and I started to play in different clubs. And then, you know, um, and that was nice, that was exciting. And... Finally, you know, when I when I moved to England, I was looking not only to, to, to do something, but also a place where I will find a community of people who are doing something similar. Well, I had lots of fun doing SEO and lots of like, it was making me very proud. So what I decided to do, um, I decided to make this as like my lifestyle. And then I found that SEO is kind of similar to what we could see on, uh, you know, drum and bass scene, like, oh, this guy, know this guy, I was working with this guy, I know them, I, I was traveling, and so on and so on, events, and, you know, this is like a lifestyle, okay? Mm. I don't know if you are familiar with um, 90s, and there was, like, dem demo scene, and, like, people were traveling for copy parties, and, you know, they were, like, showing demos, intros, uh, music competition, that was when I was, like, 15, sure. so... On every stage of my life, I'm always very excited to be involved in something that has a community. And SEO is a perfect example. If you uh, if you go on 11th of April to, to to Brighton, you will see how many people there is. Like we are like a big family. You know? We are like a big family. Like this is like a convent. You know, like you know, uh, people who share the same the same um, excitation about some kind of activities, okay? And surprisingly, it doesn't exist in PPC, it doesn't exist in affiliate. In affiliate, in PPC, it's more like, okay, we're doing this, this and that, and, you know, maybe because SEO is not fully transparent. And how it looks like today, I think it looks fantastic. But I like thought I, SEO was dead now. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm only joking with you. <laughs> yeah, every, every year, SEO is dead every year. <laughs> 2005. Um... And like Monday, uh, we we went on search London. Then uh, you know uh, we, we could meet there like sixty people. Then the day after, I was on um, event organized by Traffic Optimizer. That was another um, event 
um, where there was like 30, 40 people. We know each other from previous events and we could share again concept. We had lots of fun. We had not only conversation about SEO, but also about other topics. So it's like a lifestyle. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So you, you don't see yourself moving on to another area of digital marketing at all. SEO is no, going to be your future. I, I would like to cover more about social media and SEO, but that's it. And I wouldn't rather like to, you know, to change this dramatically because I feel like this is where I am. And I, I really enjoy it. I still have lots of fun to go at morning to my office to see people. Um, you know, the company where I'm working, this is a fantastic environment to work. Uh, people are very smart and very self-driven, but also a team player. So it's a fantastic place to work. And that keeps me up. Excellent. No, it's, it's, it's great to work with good people and um, people that share the same beliefs and want to do things that, that you do. So, yeah brilliant place to be. Um, so let's segue into the second section of our discussion. So that focuses more on your thoughts on where digital marketing has been and where it's heading. So starting off with... Software I couldn't live without. So what software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact your marketing success? I prepared to, this, to answer <laughs> this question. And I just split this by kind of categories. So let me start from keywords. Keyword research, and you know, I will be um, mentioning these tools like in a, in a parse or like in triples, like a family. So keyword research, definitely search metrics and SEMrush, because I found it's very useful to use them both and combine the data together. You're getting much, much uh, wider view, I would say, right. because this tool is work a little different. I could add, add also Spyful, for example. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not using Spyful right now, so I will mention search metrics and SEMrush. Then for backlinks, Majestic and Ahrefs mm -hmm. together. Yeah, Majestic is fantastic. Ahrefs is fantastic. I know that there is lots of overlap, but still, if you export data from tool one and tool two and you combine, and let's say in Excel you will remove duplication, then you will get a better picture. Then you can take um, Google Master Tools as well. Brand tracking, you mentioned, it's Brand24, yeah? Mm. Also, Google Alerts, maybe Talkwalker and uh, Fresh Web Explorer from most, but Brand24 is my, like, favorite tool. And then what I really, really like um, is on-page um, optimization and, like, you know, scanning this, uh, looking where are the issues. So Screaming Frog and, obviously, Deep Crow for this kind of corporate-level solutions. Yeah, Deep Crow is fantastic. I think there is no better crawler than deep crawl. And obviously, screaming frog is also fantastic, especially when you need to do something ad hoc. For on page, maybe I will surprise you, but Moe's, I like Moe's great optimizer. It's so easy to understand this. And I can tell everybody who even never been in SEO uh, what I'm doing and how I'm doing this. So, Moe's on page, on page great optimizer is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And finally, social media. Bassumo, I think Bassumo become like an industry standard right now. Everybody is talking about Bassumo. How fantastic this tool is. Um, for scheduling, Hootsuite. And finally, for doing a little of Bass, uh, viral content Bass, which is unsmartest. Um, and I really like this kind of solution she's offering. She's also offering my blog, you. A uh, mm. really cool platform. 
to have interaction with bloggers and so on and so on. I am really, really following them, um, what they're doing, because like this is like win-win company. Every, every, every solution they're bringing on the market is like super, super win, and people are love to use this. But that's my kind of like a workshop, I would say. I think you've just won the competition for the longest list of uh, recommended software tools that everyone's, anyone's yeah, made so far. <laughs> I was preparing myself this. That's great. No, um, well, I will include links to all of them within the show notes there. So uh, that'll be a bit of work for me there. <laughs> um, so I, a related question, slightly more challenging. What kind of software, what piece of software um, don't you use at the moment, but you've heard good things about and you've meant to try at some point in the near future? Um, I, will have, I will skip from mentioning the names, but I will tell you the way how I'm working. It's a little like I don't enjoy all-in-one tools, okay? Mm. I don't believe all-in-one tools. And deep crawl, which I mentioned, very narrow um, specialization, just crawling, nothing else. Then you have like Brand24, just Brand Tracking. Then you have something like Basumo, just shares. I think these tools make lots of sense because it's very, very narrow. And if you have like platform, which is trying to do all the things, it may be more affordable, but that's it. This platform will never be deep crawling in crawling website and never be some rush in keyword tracking. So again, I have lots of respect to people who are doing these platforms and I wouldn't like to say like, oh, I'm not using this because I don't like this. But you probably know that tools what I'm talking about. There are these platforms which offering everything in one. I know that there are people who may be looking for this. I am personally not finding this as useful as having a bunch of tools which are specialized in one area, each one, each tool in one area. Okay. I mean, I guess it depends on who the target market is. I mean, someone like yourself, vastly experienced in SEO, you know, knows precisely what they want. Um, someone in a marketing department in a company might be a bit of a generalist and perhaps hasn't got that much time and, and maybe it's unrealistic to expect them to know each tool um so i mean in, in that type of situation um if it's a fairly small company with a general um small marketing team without any great seo specialists would you say it's better for them to either use a generalist tool or maybe actually outsource and um use an agency to do things for them um, I would I would let them to start from let's say SEMrush and Majestic or Search Metrics and HFs. Mm. That's are the, the two most important. They can at least cover uh, backlinks and uh, keyword research. And mm. then you know obviously like after this they can start convincing um, business owners that okay we done this good maybe we can invest a little more money. Um, agencies I am big fan of agencies but the same way. I know lots of agencies which are huge, giving huge added value for a very specific field, very, very narrow field. I feel like it can be a little tricky when you will go to agencies like, you know what, do, can you do an um, online marketing strategy for my company? You as in-house, you have much more knowledge about what you want to achieve and what is your product and so on and so on and so on. And it's not that difficult. And now it's outsourcing from this super high level it is risky because these people, even if they are very, very um, talented and they want to deliver what you want, they may have not enough knowledge about how the product looks. So if you want to hire an agency, that's, that's great, but maybe something very specific like infographics or, for example, um, hiring agency 
which is a specialist in uh, understanding how Googlebot is crawling through your website. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's uh, it, it's um, an incredible um, important thing to be aware of why you should do certain things. A, a lot of businesses end up doing things because they are told to do that by the agency and they don't know the ramification of why they're doing it and what will happen perhaps to other areas of their business and their long-term SEO success. So um, you're absolutely right to point out that it's important to um, try to understand things internally first before making the decision to use an agency. True, true. And sometimes people are doing this because other people are doing something. People are doing something because other people are doing something without any like deeper understanding. So yeah, I agree with you. Excellent. Okay, well, uh, let's move on to... I wish I would have. And um, so I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you're involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? Mm, you know, I think I am the person who doesn't have any regrets about anything that happened because you cannot change your past. So I'm not trying to think what I done wrong and well, shame on me. You know, that would keep me down. But uh, obviously, like right now, I know much more about um, how to report, how not to over-report. This is another issue. You know, sometimes you see people over-reporting. They are sending every month like 40 pages of the report where there is lots of text and nobody has time to read this. It's like a book, yeah. you know. So working with high, high, like they call the CXO, like CEOs uh, or COOs people in the last couple of years, that gave me fantastic ability to understand that what these people are looking for. They want to know the, the, the main line, the top line of the story. Yeah? Okay, we're going from the point A, from point B, that goes the way, this is the numbers we agreed, this is the numbers we achieved. And you know, they don't necessarily care that the bloggers who we, who we contacted, he's from, excited to work with us and so on and so on and so on. So, you know, it was a long journey. It's more than 10 years right now. And I think, you know, it's like SEO people are like good wine. Older like whiskey, like a scotch whiskey. You know, like right now I can be this kind of 10 years old Lafroig. <laughs> Lafroig, that's a good one. Yes, a nice light um, island malt. <laughs> oh, really? uh, but um, I think it's good to have a background if you're an SEO of experiencing what thing things was like 10 years ago because i mean i remember yeah. doing seo 11 years ago and um uh, you know building lots of links to a site sharing links and um you're away pages. yeah you're you're experimenting with things but then you learn how things work and um you know because you've come through that you're you're, you're completely aware of um, where the line is, what's appropriate to do, and um, why things have changed as well. And um, I, I'm I'm so happy that um, I started SEO way back then because people starting now won't get the opportunity to experience that. True, true. Um, they can only read some articles. Uh, and again, I feel like I was in the right place in the right time. I was early enough to be in this early stage of SEO. And so, so like I mentioned, like it was like 10 years of nice journey and I learned a lot. Mm, and I, I think like if you would um, ask me to, to, to answer your question in 2024 or 2030, 
And, you know, we will be referring to that time right now as something like, oh my God, that was so funny. <laughs> remember when we were talking about uh, these uh, signals from social media that they may count as, you know, uh, as, as a factors. And then finally, maybe they, they started to count, you never know. Maybe they didn't, or maybe social media stopped to be popular anymore. We never know. But um, overall, it is, I think, also this kind of behavior not to have ego in, in social media, I found this very important. And I, I, I consider like I don't have that much, I don't, I'm trying not to have ego in terms of, you know, like you always can learn something. And lots of young people is coming on this industry with brilliant ideas, you know, and they can surprise. And I think our value in the company is the fact that we are constantly trying to learn more and more. And there is the, the fascinating is that it's something between art and science in between. I was always, I had always lots of respect to like Einstein and um, Marie Curie, uh, you know, like Stephen Hawking, but I never had the brain like big enough to be like them. Mm. And from the other side, I mentioned that I'm a musician, so I could find a way in the, in the middle of the way between music, music and, and being like Stephen Hawking, and this is kind of an SEO, you know, it's not as strict as quantum physics, but you can still open your Excel and do some kind of funky, funky things with, with data and, and that makes you happy. It's funny, that's exactly the way I describe it, you know, as being the middle ground between art and science. And um, majority of people, unfortunately, don't really understand that or can't can't be in both camps. Um, I think people in general are art orientated or science orientated and it takes a, a different person to be able to um, understand both points of view, really. Yeah, um, like too much art thing is more like, oh, we're working, we're working. Okay, but what you what are you trying to achieve? Oh, he's busy, he's busy. You know, we're working very hard, he's busy. No ground with the numbers. From the other side, when you have too much scientific approach, it's more like, okay, but this and this operation, how much uplift it will give us? It's not that easy to, to, to calculate, you know? It's more like we need to look on this like a global thing. But, uh, you know, if you convince people that this is, like you mentioned, middle way between science and art, art and science, then I think this is like a win-win uh, situation. Okay. The this or that round. So this is the quick response round now. So 10 quick questions, just two rules. Try not to think about the answer too much. And you're only allowed to say the word both on one occasion. So ready to go? Yeah. Email or Twitter? Twitter. Audio or video? Video. Affiliates or display advertising? Display advertising. Facebook or Google Plus? Facebook. Online press releases or one-on-one -on -one relations? Uh, what was the first one? Online press releases or one-on-one -on -one relations? One-on-one um, -on -one relations. Paid search or SEO? SEO. Email contact form or telephone number? Made contact form. Website or app? Website. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Social subscribers. And local marketing or global marketing? Global marketing. I think you, you went through them pretty quickly there. Uh, the only slight pause was probably before social subscriber or email subscriber. 
And most yeah. most people actually choose email subscriber for this. So what, why did you go for social subscriber? I think um, majority of people are signing into the list and not reading emails. And I think, you know, um, I, I found myself like majority of newsletter. I'm just I'm just removing. That's why I'm more happy. When you when we met first time, I probably mentioned this. When you drop me a message on LinkedIn rather than email, because you know I don't need to go through all these newsletters. Yeah. I just signed a long time ago. Very rarely I am uh, reading them, and sometimes I found them ridiculous, especially this kind of hotel companies like you know. They have this algorithm and you're going to Iceland and then next week you're going to Bulgaria and Reykjavik is here and Sofia is here and they're like next week after they send you an email like hey did you know that there are deals in Reykjavik and Sofia every time you turn give me something which is as nice as these two, two places but not there mm. you know because I just return so you know sometimes it can be funny <laughs> Um, okay, uh, moving on to the ten thousand dollar question. So, if I was to give you ten thousand dollars and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on, and how would you measure success? I would hire a very good journalist to write really cool piece of content. Mm. With with co- with contacts, and um, where would you want that content to be published on LinkedIn? Uh, on my website, on my website, obviously, yeah, mm-hmm. but. Um, definitely content, content, once again, content. I've become a big fan of content in the last few years. And that's, I know it's always cost generating, but if you would give me 10,000, I would definitely try to invest this into content rather than, you know, like some kind of, obviously like first you need to have a website, yeah? And let's say everything is there and it's just ready to go. And, and it's somewhere there then you take me this journalist or like a good writer. Because these days, it's significant difference between, between people who call themselves writers and people who want to be writers, but in fact, they are typists, you know? So there is like writers and typists. And, you know, like story-based um, kind of article or, you know, like case study, fantastic. This is what people love, case studies. Really well written. I think that is worth so for every great piece of content that's written and published online with a view to driving decent volumes of traffic is it essential to do keyword research and actually have keywords in the usual places within that content yes yes definitely definitely because it's like you have this knowledge you know how it works from one side and from the other side, you have fantastic piece of content. So you should apply this knowledge you, you have you have as an SEO into this great piece of content, okay? Rather than write the content and believe that it will magically start ranking. But it's significant difference between writing content and trying to cover as many keywords as possible or hiring a good, very good professional journalist who will write a piece of content and then give some suggestions. Hey, can we add this, this and that? And this, is this nice synergy because he works as a gatekeeper. He's the person who is saying, okay, David, okay, Lucas, I think this two keywords, they sounds good, but this and this doesn't. And the, the fifth one is not a grammar correct. So I always trying to put SEO in the second line. Content is for people and SEO is just giving nice advices. Hey, can you do this? Can you do that? 
and give us feedback and then we will be working together. I think this is how it should work. We are for writers, we are um, helping make their content ranking, not the other way like they are for us. Yeah, no, I com completely agree with that. And um, I like the fact that you mentioned that because um, SEO five, seven years ago, um, perhaps even longer, um, it used to be really successful doing horrible things like spinning articles, you know, spinning content within articles to having different versions of the same articles and just making articles the minimum of maybe three or four hundred words long and um, not putting a lot of effort into actually quality. And um, the fact that SEOs are focusing on quality now is, is absolutely superb. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and you see, $10,000, that would be enough to cover maybe like 100 pieces of content or 1,000 pieces of content, pretty average one. Why not to invest um, for someone's time who is first a journalist, second an expert, third can write article in this super nice, engaging tone of voice, third, uh, you know, the things that they, they, they present in the articles are like case studies once again and so on. And then the final touch is SEO, the suggestions, you know what, maybe, you know. What, what I found very cool these days is just like you're taking keywords you want to run and you're going to Basumo and you're typing this keyword and you see what is relevant to the keyword and then short the modes. This is fantastic advice. You're not thinking about the keyword, about the keyword itself, you're rather thinking about context that this keyword that we want to run we used before. Great, great. Well, um, that just leaves us with... My number one takeaway. So um, you've offered a lot of wonderful advice in our conversation. So what would you say is the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners just need to take away and implement in their own businesses? I think the, the first is you need to answer, or the business needs to answer the question why they are doing this, what they want to achieve, okay? Uh, what is your added value? What, what are you offering to customer? Why you want to run? Yeah? If this is... If this is simple because there is a surge volume, maybe there is not a good, a good thing, a good way to go. But if you are doing recipes with, uh, you know, like uh, low cholesterol or food, food, or you helping people to find the contacts um, with the drivers that are driving somewhere just to cut the cost, that's the first point. Yeah, and then from that point when you know what your business wants to achieve, when you're building the website, because the website will be different for different purposes, yeah? And when you, quicker you answer this question, better your website will be. Obviously, it's easy in the theory, because there is lots of websites that have been like 20 years old, there's lots of legacy and so on and so on. But, again, if you give me, instead of this 10,000, you give me a million dollars, I would first, in the first day, I would do a brainstorm, and then I would try to answer where we are, where are we trying to go and how we will get there? Excellent. And then I will start building SEO strategy. Okay, focus on the end business goal, the actual business goal for... Yeah, this is this is why we are in the companies. You know, my background is an in-house. So I was always very proud to be working in-house. And that's why we are in the company. We're trying to give additional value, okay? The people who can find the website we're working on because of our activity generating additional income yeah so there will be always this kind of um maybe because you know i was able to work with business people in the past few years i'm trying to focus on the on the business objectives right now 
Great. Uh, well, that takes us to the end for discuss- discussion. So thanks so much for your time and your advice. Um, what's, can you remind us, um, what's the best way for the audience to find out more about you if you want, if they want? So my Twitter and my LinkedIn, I'm just typing Google my name and surname, Lucas Zelezny. And, and, and we can also catch up on, on some events. Like I will be, I just, just been signed today for an, an, um, an engaged, uh, which is in May 16, 17 and 18. So yeah, if anybody would like to go in, then let's catch up there and, you know, let's track what is around. Like I mentioned, like Brighton SEO, Search London. There is so many events that we can catch up and, and that would be a pleasure to meet um, everybody who is listening to your, your podcast. Excellent. Okay. Well, um, yeah, uh, I'm sure people will get in touch. Um, I will include links to, you know, your Twitter, your um, LinkedIn within the show notes there. So, um, yeah, thanks again, Lucas. Thank you very much. That was a pleasure to be here and good luck with your show. And I hope we will be able to catch up soon in the real world. Oh, great. Okay. Thank you. And um, thank you, dear listener. We'll see you next time on. Catch you again later. Thanks for joining us. Bye for now.